0: Hello and welcome to LiveAlittleHigher.com. We have just stepped out of two awesome days, Rosh Hashanah, uh, in which we celebrated the coronation of our king, our our king, our father, our Avinu Malkeinu. It was a three-day Yom Tov of awesomeness, and then we came into Yom Kippur, which was even more awesome. It's 20 almost 26 hours of not eating and feeling like angels and doing Teshuvah and connecting to God and asking Him for everything we need and acknowledging that everything comes from Him and we step out of these two days and we come to party. That is Sukkot. Sukkot is a huge party Rosh Hashanah is compared by our sages to the engagement party of a bride and a groom it's our engagement party with Hashem and we are acknowledging that he's our king we're, we're accepting him then comes Yom keeper and it's compared to the wedding between God and the Jewish people and then Sukkot is seven days that we're dwelling in a hut in a sukkah and it's compared to the Sheva Berahots that are celebrated after a couple gets married for seven days eh, people invite them and they usually have they have to have a minimum of ten men in that dinner and so they can then give them the blessings of the Sheva Berahot to the couple and they can start their life in joy and uh, this is Sukkot really and um, the Sukkah resembles we are remembering the huts in which the Jewish people used to dwell in in the desert for 40 years they used to dwell in huts and the protection that the Jewish people had in the desert for 40 years, really came from God. The, the clouds of gold glory would protect them from any external things that could harm them. And then they had the manna that used to fall from the heaven every day. They had exactly what they needed to eat. So they never lacked food. And then they had Miriam's well that used to travel with them. And they, every time they were thirsty, they had water in the desert wherever they were it was a rock that they had with them and it brought it was a spring so from here we remember the the miracles that god made for the jewish people in the desert for 40 years and for seven days we build our sukas in our homes if people can't build them in their homes they go to a hotel and they have a programs or or in their synagogues they have sukhas there's sukhas everywhere and uh, we eat there our meals and we just enjoy. That's, that's Sukkot. It's a time of joy, of, of rejoicing. It's a time of, uh, of rejoicing. So we invite friends, we invite our neighbors, we invite someone we don't know that needs a meal it's a time of unity, of tremendous unity between the Jewish people and the, and the world and uh, we come to realize something very important and really this is the secret to happiness the, 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 the vitamin for happiness is given to us on Sukkot and this vitamin is that life is not forever. We are here in this world for a certain amount of time everybody that is in this world is gonna die one day. We're not all, We're not staying here. This is the journey. This is the, the the not the destination. This is the journey, and sadness comes a lot because think people think that whatever they're going through is forever, and when you realize that life is not forever, it's just a moment in time in which God is giving you a, an opportunity to come to this world, to to do mitzvot and do Torah and to your soul has to go through such a long uh, journey to get here. It's not an easy journey but once you're here and you realize that you're here for a purpose and it is to gain merits, to 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 acquire merits so you can earn the world to come, then you're not going to waste your life. You're going to realize how precious your life is. It's not something that you throw away something that every day you really are grateful that you're breathing and you're in this world no matter what the situation is because as hard as it can be it's a tremendous opportunity for growth and for you to be able to accomplish what you have to accomplish in order to really get to where you have to go this is the preamble, it's like when you go to a wedding and before you enter the ballroom where you're gonna be served this delicious food, you're outside in a nice place, they're serving you some drinks and they're serving you some orders, but this is not the, the, the destination so this is the, the core idea of Sukkot, is that life is not forever that we're here for a certain amount of time each one of us is allotted an amount of time some people live a hundred years, some people don't live so much but whatever the amount of time we have here is precious and we have to use it to the fullest. And uh, the sukkah, as beautiful as you can make it, really is not a home. If, if it's gonna rain, you're gonna get wet. If it's gonna snow, you're gonna get cold. If, it, if it's windy, you're, you're gonna be feeling that it's, gonna, it's moving. If, if there's a storm, it's gonna get destroyed. It's, it's not a, a sturdy structure. And the whole idea of this, is that our security really doesn't come from our home or the check, the money we have in the bank or the job you have or the beauty you have. Your security comes from Hashem. He's the one that takes care of you. Nobody else. He's the one that really is looking after you and is taking care of you and making sure that you have everything you need. So this idea of temporality and that our protection comes from Hashem really is the core... Um, the core strength to our joy it's like when you go to Pilates and you're working on your core and your core is what sustains your whole body that point that is the core of joy and when people don't think this way suddenly they can become very sad because yeah if, 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 if life is not what they were expecting then they're not going to appreciate what they have. And they're not going to realize that whatever is going in their lives is really what they have to live. And this is what is the... When you get away from that uncertainty, that's when you can be happy. Because when you're able to find your purpose and your mission in life and the reason why you're in this world, then you can really start to be happy. You can start to enjoy life. So there's another... um, component in Sukkot that is very important and it's the four species the four kinds that uh, all men should acquire and it's uh the one of the the four kinds uh, is the citron the trog which is a um, it looks like a lemon it's a yellow fruit it's a beautiful yellow fruit and it this fruit uh, Describe these four kinds, describe four types of people, four types of personality, four types of Jew. So the citron has smell and taste. So, what it means is that it's a person that both learns and does mitzvot, he learns Torah and he goes out and he does mitzvot in the world. Then we have the palm, which is the lulav, which uh, which comes from from the palm tree and this has no taste no sorry has no smell but it has taste and what this resembles it portrays a person that learns Torah but doesn't do mitzvot yeah he's all day in the yeshiva learning he's a learner he's a scholar but he someone comes ask for, uh, for tzedakah he doesn't give tzedakah so he's lacking and then we have the harasim, which is the myrtle, and the myrtle is fragrant but tasteless. And this is the opposite. This is a person that doesn't learn Torah, but is full of mitzvot. It's the first one to go and volunteer. He's the first one to help. He's the first one to give sedaka. And then we have the willow, which is the aravot, which is the person that doesn't have taste and doesn't have smell, doesn't have an aroma. So this person, he doesn't do and he doesn't learn. This is like, okay. And then, what do they do with us? They, we take the, the four species together and we shake them together. What this means is that the Jews, we're, we're all together. It doesn't matter if you're learned, if you do mitzvahs, if you don't do mitzvahs, whatever. If you're in, interested in keeping Torah, not interested in keeping Torah, at the end of the day, we're, we're shaken together. We're one. In essence, we're one and we're all important. If one is lacking, if one is missing, we're all lacking. So the other thing that is very interesting, King Solomon was always mystified about the meaning of the four kinds and he observed that the citron was a tormented fruit because the etrog is a fruit that's always on the tree. It never, you have to take it out. It doesn't fall out of the tree and it survives the four four seasons in the tree and what it's telling us here is that the greatest people on earth are the people who have resilience, are the people who are able to get through everything, that they have the summer in their lives, they have the winter in their lives, they have the fall in their lives, they have the spring in their lives, but nevertheless, they're always getting up, they're always cleaning themselves, they're always smiling. It's just like life is seamless to them. It's not, they're not carrying a burden on their shoulders. They just go through life and they're light and they're bringing light to the world. And then it comes to the other opposite which is the willow, the Arabot, which doesn't have smell and doesn't have a taste. But this willow grows in the clumps of a river where he's nourished by the water of of the riverbed. This is what makes it grow. But he has nothing of itself. But this, what it's telling us, is that the roots are embedded in the banks of the ancestral river and nourished by the waters of their heritage. So as far away removed a Jew can be, he has a neshama. He has a Jewish soul. And his essence is just the same as the essence of the etrog, of that person that is learned and, 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 and does mitzvot, or a person that is resilient and is always doing things in the world. And when we gathered, Together in a community, the souls of every person, no matter what what or where they are, they're always shining. And uh, they thrive. When you're in a community and you live in a community, you'll find there's a person for everything. There's a person who helps find the money, there's a person who organizes all the activities in the synagogue, there's a person that's gonna give the Torah classes, there's there's a person that's gonna take care of the kids, there's a person that's gonna take care of the food, there's always somebody for something. And everybody has an opportunity to shine. So we're meant to be together, we're not meant to be separated, we're meant to be one. But what we have to understand is that each one of us has a different function. So going back to the four species, we also learn from them that they resemble parts of the body so the citron, the trog represents the heart, if you look at that fruit it looks like a heart and the heart is the driving force of a person when you feel eh, empowered or when you feel with desire and, or you feel pleasure you're gonna go and do things, it comes from here, it comes from the heart so the heart is the driving force the palm tree represents the lulab, the spine. The spine of a human body is what holds the whole body together. Like If you look, if you have the spine in your back, but your, your, your arms come out of the spine, your hips come out of the spine, it's what holds the body together and it's what uh, gives balance to the body. Then we have the hadasim, which resembles the eyes. And if you look at the hadasim, at the, at the myrtle, it's they're looking upwards so what this teaches us is that our eyes should always be looking up we should never look be looking down we should always be looking up to heaven and looking for God and searching for God and and, and look at what God gives us Its vision is something very important and then we have the arabot the willow which resembles the lips if you look at it, it has the shape of the lips. And what this is telling us is that the lips are what create our speech. Like when we move our lips, we are talking; we can talk. And it's an expression of our thoughts and our emotions. So what is very important is that we feel our thoughts and emotions. We think good so we can feel good, so we can talk good. It's very important what we say. And Hashem gave us lips. He gave us, gave us the, the power of speech to be positive, to always speak beautiful words, to say words of Torah, to reveal Hashem in this world, this is why He gave us a mouth the mouth is not there to be judgmental towards others to be doing la shonara against other people, talking bad about other people, this is not the purpose of our mouth, so um, I hope that you have a beautiful Sukkot, that you are able to rejoice, that you get that energy in, in your life for the rest of the year if you've never experienced a sukkah you've never experienced a sukkot go to the 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 synagogue close to your home there's always people willing to invite or build a sukkah in your house there's always a first time you can always build it yourself it's a huge mitzvah this is what we do right after Yom Kippur the first thing we do when we leave the synagogue on Yom Kippur is we go and put something to build a sukkah why? Because when we go out of of Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur is such a holy day and we come out so refreshed and we're all forgiven from all our sins. We're like we just were born. So we don't go and do a new sin. The first thing we do is we go out and we do a mitzvah. So I encourage you, experience Sukkot. It's the most beautiful holiday. It's a a time of of fun and rejoicing and love and unity. And um, it gives us a lot of strength. To be able to to live joyfully, so I hope you have a hak and uh, live a little higher. Thank you.